0: Okay, man. What is your controversial airsoft opinion? Honestly, I really, really hate when people cannot stand airsoft being a sport. And I know, like, there, there's so many people that that want to say, you know, people take it too seriously. It, it doesn't make sense as a sport. But I think, for example, SpeedQB and Fight Night and CSL airsoft. What we've done, you are an athlete when you play that. You are competing. Uh, Stuart, I don't know if you agree with this, but like, I don't understand why people have to think that it has to be just a hobby. It doesn't make any sense to me.
1: You're listening to the Defro Airsoft Podcast. Hosted by Stuart Rowe. Meet the legend. Meet the The legend. legend. This episode is brought to you by Hefe's Airsoft Solutions. Use code DEFRO10 at checkout hello everyone welcome back to the defro off podcast today on this episode of meet the
0: legend we are sitting down with tom sun from kwa thanks for joining us tom hey thank you very humble to uh to be on here really appreciate the opportunity and you know there's a lot of things that i'm seeing that you're doing that i think is is great for the community and i'm just excited to be here all right so. First thing that I want to talk about today, maybe you can help me with this. I was
1: looking around on Instagram, and I saw lots of pictures of policemen with airsoft guns. And they weren't, like, confiscating them from kids. They were actually, like, using them for training and stuff like that. Like, what's that? Because one of them seemed to have, like, a KWA gun.
0: Yeah, actually, we're making huge progress with everything... Law enforcement training, military training. Um, we actually opened up a subdivision called KB Training, where we're offering different training platforms for law enforcement and military. Um, key thing is, there's so many different training platforms available right now. But I think with the Airsoft, the technology hasn't... It, it's, it's a new thing for the technology to meet the standard of... Good training, you know, for for people to actually feel realistic enough for people to actually be able to take airsoft seriously as a training tool, and because we've entered, I guess, the phase of our company and and our man what we're manufacturing, it's I think our guns are really to spec with the way with you know people could put on attachments with with the way that trainers could feel like they're using their own gun. So they're um, basically one-to-one. One-to-one, yeah. And that allows people who have never heard of Airsoft in that mindset before to appreciate it. You know, we, we meet a lot of people that say, oh yeah, I've played Airsoft when I was like 12 and played BB guns, but but to them it's always like it's a toy. So yeah. for them to actually pick up, for example, our, our new m 4D, it, it completely changes and it allows them to be creative of what, they could do with it so it's just taking
1: it to the next level it reminds me of like the sistema stuff which like apparently was used yeah. for like army training and all the guns were, were one-to-one and they even had to like develop new motors and stuff like that so they could fit in the handle and have the handle the correct width and you know all that stuff so you could get that one-to-one training so that's basically for the sure the avenue that you're going down at the moment
0: yeah and plus i think the the biggest thing about airsoft is the cost efficiency Yep. You know, we're, we're going to a lot of people. Maybe are cheaper than bullets. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, we're, we're talking to a lot of people, a lot of like individual policemen. And, you know, they're they're telling us about budget issues. You know, what kind of budget is allocated as a resource for them. And it's it's not as high as you would hope it would be. You know, so with Airsoft, they're able to purchase something that they could practice at home you know, they could hold their own individual training sessions if they wanted to. We're giving them all the tools to do that. And even like what's really cool, and I know you, you've talked to someone before about this, where we're implementing like the immersive VR and AR training stuff now. Um, we're actually going to work with companies like Magic Leap. Um, nice. Milo I know training, Yeah. And just these are like leaders in those industries who are looking to create training platforms and we're gonna be working with them and demoing and, and just showing off everything that we have to offer with airsoft and technology. So it's it's a very exciting time for KWA. Um very exciting time for our team. Our team, we we get the we get the luxury of coming to work excited every day to have some kind of goal to, you know, accomplish with this stuff. So it's really great. Nice. Is it going to be like the classic one
1: where you just use like a Picatinny uh, mount and you just put your cell phone on your phone and you use that, or is it going to be well, like a little okay.
0: different? Well, okay. There's there's that. That's uh, our partner Virtual Shot. And um, oh, I know Virtual Shot. I downloaded that last week. Oh, dude. I yeah. haven't used it yet though. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. It's it's one of the best things because it's so practical and easy to use, and every airsofter could have fun with it. You know, um, but. Yeah, there's there's the using your phone mounting, that's one version. Um, there's the VR glasses where if you we could put you in scenarios. For example, like if you're a law enforcement training, a lot of the training comes with de-escalation, right? So what yeah. happens when you you're facing the active shooter and you're you're trying to de-escalate the situation? That's the scenarios that that these VR programs are generating. Um, and there's also like the the force on force you know so with ar the the coolest thing about what we're doing magically is you know imagine if you put on these glasses you're in the room you could scan the the layout and generate like 20 shooters that that are that you have to go after you know it's just it's gotten to a point where that technology is becoming more available and so that's why team pairing up with airsoft makes a lot of sense There's even more to training than, than VR and AR. Like we're, we're working with a lot of companies who do, let's say the laser training, which is uh, like laser tag. Uh, no, like laser ammo where you're, you're kind of, um, yeah, like shooting on the shooting at a screen. Um, so that doesn't require any headsets if that's not your thing. Um, there's also, um, a a few more companies that I cannot list right now, but we're, it's just it's a i think it's a very exciting time once again just because of how many different people and and different types of technology is trying to adapt and it's like there's so much limitations of using actual firearm so the fact that the elm4d is such a perfect platform for all of this um i think it speaks volumes to the potential airsoft has in training well, yeah, it's, it's not good to use a real firearm in your house. And even using an airsoft gun in your house, I can attest it uh, breaks glass. So, uh, yeah. So ideally, you're using these plat- these modified platforms that you don't have to sh- uh, shoot any projectiles, you know. It it doesn't sound fun, but <laughs> I
1: guarantee it's going to be a lots of fun just to play in your house, but... As soon as you say, like, real guns, but not shooting, airsoft, but not shooting, it's like, but
0: you use the caveat. <laughs> but you get to use it in your house. You go, all right, yeah, that is pretty cool. I think what what's hard to imagine is the immersiveness what VR and AR could bring. I don't know if you've ever, like, played a really fun VR game, but when it's a 360 threat, <laughs> you know, like, you might be sitting on your couch, right? I, I think I played Resident Evil, and there's just, there's a threat, behind me that something might pop up you know and i'm not i'm not a big fan of like this horror stuff so you know um being put in in just that type of environment with minimal tools to to fight back and defend myself it's already a scary situation so imagine what we could do with that type of program you know where it's a 360 immersion into a scenario and there's no there's no limitations on what we could do within the platform. Yeah,
1: well, I, I can definitely say it works because like one of the uh, members of my team, his name's Dan. He played uh, onward, which is a um, VR shooter, and he got to like the um, the the national levels or something. Oh at, wow! That. So he's just absolutely incredible at this game, and uh, there are transferable skills because he's an absolute beast uh, at airsoft. Like. He, his ADS, like the, how fast he can aim down the site, target oh. acquisition. It's just perfect. Like he doesn't miss a shot. Uh, He can, you know, shoot while running. He's getting headshots nonstop. Like I've never seen people being able to acquire and just eliminate targets so quickly. And it's because like w- when he's playing like onward and stuff, it, it's, it, he uses like a, a whole rifle to simulate that as well. So that makes sense. Transferable
0: skills. Yeah. And we're hoping that, you know, it it just provides extra layer of value to you owning the airsoft gun in general. You know, like, just imagine if you, you, were, you already have the Oculus at home, you already have an airsoft gun, and now there's something to bridge it so you could use two and two together. I think that's what's exciting about all of this. Yeah, and there's no good VR guns. So being able to use a
1: uh, airsoft gun in VR is the dream. And it kind of lets you um kind of like bridge the gap in the market a little bit because you got airsoft, you got real firearms and the communities can be a little split. But if you can let people use the the real firearms or airsoft guns for a VR based training, you're definitely like opening up a whole new market too. So nice.
0: Yeah, I I, I would share more, but I, I think my job might be on the line if I do yeah, that. Cool, I'm gonna cool. leave it we at that. Don't need
1: industrial <laughs> secrets. Yeah,
0: <laughs> all right, man. Well, that's fun. So I'm
1: I'm looking forward to that. And uh, when do you think these apps and stuff will be released? You can get
0: Virtual Shot now, I believe. Virtual Shot's available now, and uh, hopefully, if I'm lucky and things go right, Virtual Shot and KW might come out with collaboration projects soon. So be on the lookout for that. Definitely, if you attend Shot Show, if you if you're if you're a law enforcement or military be on the lookout for KWA at some of the shows that you know for example like iacp uh ausa shot show we're gonna be looking to demo a lot of what we what we have cooking and you could expect you know the stuff that we're demoing could eventually make its way into the the market for everyone to to get so very exciting stuff and again like our goal is to first perfect the experience you know we want to make sure that it's it's worth your time and money to put yourself into this immersion cuz that i think that's the most exciting part about being a gamer is being immersed into that world you know that's it it's it, it's all lopping in the end <laughs> it is <laughs> yeah and i mean the 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 some of the the best video game franchises you know i think what they do most that uh, what they do very well is they get you to feel like like you and the controller you're you're synced (laughs) you know you're one of one and and so for us to actually bring an airsoft gun to work with the game i think that that's as in sync with a controller as, as you could be
1: yeah yeah, I think I think I know my uh, S off gun just as well as my old um, like Sega Genesis controller that I put like way <laughs> too many hours in as a kid. But yeah, I agree. Like real real guns or like replica guns are the best controllers. Like you can practice the reload, you can ADS, you can do everything yeah. that you want to do. So it's it's useful training.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I definitely I would love to for you to demo it sometime. So maybe once we, we get some stuff going and some demos available, we'll invite you out. <laughs> yeah, dude, that sounds dope. I'm, I'm always up for uh,
1: playing with cool stuff. Yeah, awesome. Next question that I wanted to ask you about, uh, I've been scrolling on Instagram, like as I do, I'm just addicted to Instagram. And <laughs> I'm seeing more and more posts uh, pop up that have your logo in them. And it'll be like the, uh, the KWA logo and then it'll say tactical league um, and everyone's using the same logo, and they're, they're putting on different images and stuff. What is yeah. that?
0: Okay, so the KBA Tactical League is something that's very exciting, something that we've been working on for the last two years. And basically, the Tactical League is us providing a really immersive experience that's not quite like a milsim event, but not also, but also not your typical day at the field it's it it lands in between so like I think a Call of duty event yeah it, it's it's similar to call of duty in the in a sense where every player has a class and each class you have rules you have different rules um you definitely you could be a sniper or you could be on the ground and and you know th- there's a few different game modes that's depending on the field you're playing at the game mode adapts to which field that you're at so one of the best things about Tactical League is that it's a game that we could take and we could travel with it. And we're, we're starting to expand very fast. I think in the first season, we had about like one event per two months. And now we're at about three events per month. Damn, you know, that- So it's, it's growing fast and, and we're able to take it to every state so far and hopefully soon uh, take it around the globe. So yeah, our team is extremely excited about it. Good. That sounds great. I'm happy to help you out for anything in Japan. Oh yeah, we should definitely talk about that. I think one of the one of the most exciting things that we could bring over there is is like the the organized structure that Tactical League has. And if if you're listening and, and Tactical League might be around your your area, definitely recommend you go check it out because the organizer of tactical league is uh is Michael from Biohazard. and I hope to introduce you to him soon um he can explain this way more better than I can but what he and his team are capable of doing is creating let's say like it it's almost as if it's like a a, a mini mil sim op for the day I like that mini mil sim It's yeah. digestible yeah definitely digestible very accessible you know you're not you're not having to spend two days um you're not having to spend too much money on it so there's definitely like a I think there's a vacant market for that type of event and we're we're hoping that we really do a great job at at, you know fulfilling that that piece of the puzzle it it sounds fun like i love call of
1: duty like that was one of the reasons i got into airsoft so Oh, if cool. I could actually play, like
0: a real life Call of Duty match, like I in. that sounds great. What what's like your favorite type of game mode that that you know you you've been in? Maybe it's something different. Yeah, we've done lots of different game modes.
1: Like I've been doing this for twenty years, so there's been <laughs> lots lots of game modes we've played. Um, recently, one of my favorite game modes is called Vampire. And it's very similar to um, Call of Duty Infected. So you play it with about 50 players. Three people will will be on one team and then 47 will be on the other. And the three people are vampires and they can respawn. And if the vampire shoots you, you join the vampire's team. That sounds fun. (laughs) And basically everyone has to run and hide. And then the vampires will just go out, find you and shoot you. So it really has that hide and seek element to it but the thing that makes the game really fun is the first it's a long game it's like a 20 minute game The first five minutes suck because it's just hiding and the vampires aren't gonna find you but then after a vampire finds where you are and they shoot one of your friends that friend becomes the vampire they have to go to the spawn and then come back but then that person has intel on where you are and where all your friends are hiding so the more people that become vampires the it gets progressively and progressively harder because you instantly lose your position and then the fun part is your friend will charge in and try to kill you so you have to then shoot your friend which is always fun it's like (laughs) friendly friendly fire that's encouraged. Um, So you have a really interesting dynamic where it starts really slow but the last like five minutes of this is absolutely hectic and it's the people will be running back to respawn and running back to try to get the kills and you're just facing, like, a whole horde of people where you can be facing, like, 40 enemies by yourself. And uh, it's Jeez. an interesting experience that you don't normally get in other situations.
0: See, that sounds so fun because it's, like, the it's always the slow build-up stack. It's a
1: slow build-up, yeah.
0: Yeah, like, it, it's always worth it at the end.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, if you can like throw an infected match in
0: there, and it, you'll you'll enjoy it. No one no one hates this hey, game. Maybe we we plan out an infected tactical league match together, you know. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> cool. And now for a commercial break. Are you looking for a company that puts the
1: community first? Look no further than Hefe's Airsoft Solutions. The founding principle of Hefe's Airsoft Solutions is to offer a way for players of all types to get the greatest experience possible. Their passion is making a difference in local communities and serving each of their customers with the utmost respect. Become part of the conversation by joining hundreds of fellow Airsofters in the Discord server. There, you can find out about upcoming events, sales, giveaways, and more. Join us today and start enjoying all that Hefe's Airsoft Solutions has to offer. Together, we can make a difference in our community. And for listeners of the podcast, tap into the power of the code DEFRO10 and save 10% on your next purchase at hefesairsoftsolutions.com. Some exclusions apply. The more you use the code, the more it helps the podcast. Okay, back to the podcast. Now, I know Fight Night, uh, the video game, but I assume the KWA Fight Night is a little different. It has less
0: boxing in it, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little different. You have the face-offs, you know? You have the two guys staring staring at each other, face-offs, but... uh... That's about as as close to it as it gets. Um, basically, Fight Night, uh, and if you haven't heard about it before, go to Kidbit Insider on YouTube, and the f- entire first season is there. And if you were to start watching from Fight Night Zero to Fight Night Five, you'll see the growth of us like trying out production, you know. And, and it's our first time. the The first goal of Fight Night was to figure out how do we highlight individual players who have skill you know i I think it's such an overlooked thing because in, in airsoft it's such a team sport but you don't really see how good individual players are unless they're they're just absolutely a tank on the field every single time they play right and even if that is there's not enough footage of these type of players so my goal is to find the best player So for season one, it was just in Southern California. So my goal was to find the best players in Southern California and see who, at the end of it all, like who could win the grand prize. So in Fight Night Zero, we got some people, we we started interviewing them. And as we learned how to have them talk to the camera, get them used to our game mode, we started figuring out that, wow, like some people are extremely, extremely skilled. So... We decided to put a ten thousand dollar prize to the last tournament, which nice. starts from Fight Night Three to Fight Night Five. Right. And I don't want to spoil I want $10, it. But yeah, and I don't want to spoil it, but Fight Night Five, the championship match is one for the ages. It, if if you've watched it, it shows two players that are truly, truly skilled at what they do and and it's it's an amazing match to watch so even if you're not trying to watch too much of it just watch that last match and and just see how it goes down i guarantee you won't regret it um but the the biggest goal for KW fight night is for us to again show individuality um and show that you know airsoft there's so many more ways we could show the sport of what it is you know there i i feel like there's so much saturated content out there. Yeah, that, there is. Yeah, that, you know, there's not a lot for people to consume to to get new people into the industry, right? Whereas our goal was, what can I make to where my friends who've never even heard of Airsoft before can enjoy watching something? You know, how can I make something to where my wife could watch airsoft with me, you know, and I think we, (laughs) yeah. And I think we figured something out. Yeah. We, we were close. And and we've already finished filming season two season two is going to be even better because we've incorporated some TV show elements to it. It's going to feel more like a story. And my, the proudest thing from season one to season two is that there's groups of people who watch season one, and they're all like they're watching, like, oh, I could do this. I'm I'm bearing all those guys on the screen, yeah. You know, and and for us to get that type of attention and for them to be part of season two, season two that could is, even be like your tagline at the end of each episode. Do you think you're better than this guy? Oh yeah, and we get people DM us told all free. the time. <laughs> yeah, um, people DM us all the time. Like, hey, how do I sign up? I, I just a lot of people barely watch Fight Night, you know. Right, like recently, even though it's been out for a year, and so they're just like, "Oh my gosh," they just call you "Hey, I'm better than
1: all these schmucks. Get me on the show."
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, that is the most it, American thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, so we, yeah, we filmed season two, um, and we're about to hold season three and season three actually expands from southern california to all over the u.s and we're hoping that continues to evolve into a global thing and we would love to have yeah we'd love to find the best players globally and put them all in one place and just see who is the best of the best you know and give them some sort of championship that's my that's my biggest goal and i hope we could accomplish it soon Nice. It sounds like the World Series of Airsoft, which I is. I think so, and, and it's if you also think about it, <laughs> and, and you know, if you think about it, like watching ten on ten, it's it's hectic because there's a lot to watch and consume. But if you're just watching two people, it's the easiest form of airsoft to digest. Nice man, that sounds fun. So I'm looking forward to that uh, coming to Japan,
1: and uh, yeah, ho- hopefully I can win ten thousand dollars. Then you know I can buy more gear. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully. Also, I've seen lots of posts uh, recently with people uh, talking about new KWA stuff. I see lots of people talking about Ronins and stuff like that. Do you guys have anything
0: else that uh, you have in the pipeline at the moment that you can share with us? Absolutely. So what's coming out soon, you'll see our F90, um, which if you okay. haven't seen, it's, it's our AUG. We're coming out with a new ATP, which is exciting because we haven't we haven't uh, had a new pistol release in a long time. Um, we did debut at SHOT Show. So if you haven't seen anything about it, make sure you check out the SHOT Show footage. Um, but yeah, those are just some of the products. We have the M10 Q10 that's coming out, I want to say around fall, hopefully. Um, and then we're expanding more on the KO series soon. And I'm going to save that one for a surprise drop. But yeah, a lot of exciting things coming out. Um, our recent drops, the, we dropped about six rifles for the KO series, which is our Palmer line. And okay. So they're just like lighter? Yeah, they're lighter. Um, they're definitely built more for CQB, whereas our Ronin and, and our QRFs, um, more for any type of player, but more so for outdoor um but yeah they're definitely lighter um if you were to ever had your hands on the special edition we dropped with speed qb um that that shows you the capabilities of what these guns could do and the best thing about them is they are entry level price points so you know it's it's easier for you to try out KWO if you haven't already all right how much are we talking What's the um, entry level price? Because I think everyone has a,
1: a different understanding.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're you're depending on where you buy it, you're got you're looking at about like two fifty to three hundred. Oh yeah, it's fine. Yeah,
1: I've I've spent a lot more on a gun.
0: <laughs> yeah, we definitely we we want to target people that haven't had the chance to try k yet. Um yet, and we want to give them something very solid. And I think we definitely accomplished that. And and based on the feedback we've gotten from the KO Eve, which is our M4 platform of the KO line, um, we definitely see that people are are not only enjoying the gun, but like having fun customizing it. And uh, yeah, we we love seeing all the submissions that, that we get DMs all the time. Yeah, I like that too. Like when you see, when you own a gun and like you deck it
1: out the way you want, and going online and seeing how everyone modified the same gun you're like oh actually that is a good idea oh that's a good idea. oh that's a dumb idea and yeah. it's cool <laughs> it, it, everyone does that no one can say they've never done that before checking out other people's builds of the same gun is half of what you do online in airsoft
0: absolutely it, you know when we are coming out with more special editions I, I that i cannot share too much yet but um i don't know if you're familiar with our special edition drops but these things are right now; they're pretty rare, especially the one we dropped for the Ronin Forty Seven. Um, that that's, that particular one is called the Kaiju Forty Seven, and okay. the last time we dropped that, so it it's was basically
1: the Keanu Reeves movie at that point because you're putting Kaiju and Forty Seven
0: Ronin together. Pretty yeah, and uh, you know I think we sold out in less than thirty minutes when we dropped it, so it's it was it was an amazing drop and. I know a lot of people are asking me when's the next one, when's the next one. So we're working on it. <laughs> nice. Well, I uh, we don't really have uh, KWA in Japan, so
1: I, I haven't seen any of the drops. But it sounds like you've got some great like Japanese-themed drops. So maybe like for Japan, you could do some American-themed drops or something like that, like the Where? KWA
0: Texas or think something <laughs> named after a battleship or something we're definitely excited to possibly be in japan more or we're working on global expansion so definitely like every time i think about the japanese market it's like it's so interesting because it feels like there's a big difference with what we're used to here and maybe you could educate me a little bit like what's what do you think is like the biggest difference with the two types of playstyle?
1: Well, I think a lot of things will come into like the dual limit. So Japan is at the dual limit of one. Uh, Okay. So because of that, we'll only play with 0.2 BBs indoors. We'll use 0.25 outside and 0.28 in bolt action rifles. Um, That limits uh, how far your guns shoot. So basically you'll be able to shoot 40 meters. Um, Because of this, there's no real snipers. There's no real DMRs. And there's no MED either. So you can shoot people point blank. If yeah. you full auto someone within one meter, it's fine. If you headshot someone at one meter indoors, it's fine. Because you know, it's, it's one jewel. It doesn't hurt. Um, yeah. And that changes uh, the playstyle. The other part of the playstyle is a lot of people are very defensive players. So you'll have the speed softers, of course, and they're going to play the same as all other speed softers when you play um with just like a skirmish game, you'll find like, you know, some of the more like military themed players like myself are going to try to basically progressively push up. We're going to find an enemy, engage them, kill them, and then take their position and keep moving on until we get the objective. I um, see. Then our speed softers will be doing the same thing but faster. Uh and then You'll have another type of player, which is really just for me. They they look scared uh, because they will just like move like twenty meters or so from base. They'll find the first barricade. They'll just hide behind that barricade for the whole game. They they don't advance. Uh, they don't move into enemy territory. They might move to like one more barricade, but they they might spend the entire match. And the match is like ten minutes oh, behind okay. just one barricade, and wow. they'll just be waiting for the enemy to come into your base. And that's not going to happen on a 50-on-50 match. The the bottlenecks will be at the middle of the field. So you'll have some engagements or all the engagements in the middle of the field. But if you're in the defensive area of your base, you're never going to see contact. And there's a large number of people that just stay in that area, which, you know, you can play airsoft any way you like. And for me, that's not fun because you don't get to shoot at people i see and And, uh i see
0: that a lot here but do do you think that comes for more beginners or is it just a certain type of player that that frequency um i'm not sure uh i definitely the the more
1: you play and uh the more you get used to airsoft the more you don't mind being hit and the more likely you are to to rush someone uh but it seems like one of the preferred playstyles here is just setting up an ambush and waiting. So, like, camping <laughs> is the meta here. I see. And, you know, if it works, it works.
0: But I, I feel, me, like, I feel like there's fun. a lot of that in video games, too.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, so maybe that's how they play <laughs> in the game, too. But, yeah, anyone can play off any way they like as long as
1: they're uh, following the rules. But, uh, yeah, you won't find me sitting in spawn waiting for the enemy to come like it, it's all about the action it's all about basically reliving all those movies i saw in the 80s and 90s that are just the quintessential action movies and i want to relive
0: those movies so imagine that's what I'm if, do. imagine in that gear you're just camping <laughs> but yeah
1: each to their own there's there's no wrong way to play yourself the only wrong way is the way where you lose every time all right man so all of that stuff sounds really interesting do you have like any little
0: like secrets or something like that you can share with uh our viewers for upcoming products again you know i'm, I'm trying to not get fired so i'm gonna I'm say no for now um but please keep a lookout stay stay looking at um, our social medias and and i think In the next six months we should have a good amount of things for you to look at all right looking forward to it all right final question uh of the day so basically
1: we want airsoft to be around for a long time i want my grandkids to enjoy it my great grandkids to enjoy it after that i I don't really care but what (laughs) is the best way uh to make sure that we can grow the industry so that it's going to be
0: around for our kids and our kids' kids to shoot each other. I'm really glad you asked this, and I'm really glad you're talking about kids because I think this industry needs to focus on what type of experience we're providing for the younger players coming in. You know, like, one, I think it's important to use Airsoft to create a, a really healthy relationship as a person with a firearm you know you yeah definitely, it's a good think, starting point that absolutely because i think you want to make sure that it's not just perceived as a weapon but as uh something where you could enjoy your time with and also have a discipline with you know the way yeah, I, I, I really see- agree so like
1: yeah i i always i, lo- I love guns like it's quite obvious yeah. Uh, but what one thing that like blew my mind is just how incompetent I am. And I always say I would never shoot my friend. I would never negligent discharge. I would never look down the barrel of a gun and shoot myself. I, I have done all these things and none of them were on purpose. Like In right. my apartment, there is like seven holes in the wall from when just different people have shot one of my guns. And I'm like, oh, it's cool. The, the chamber's clear. Like, All right, cool. And they dry fire it. They blow a hole through my bloody bathroom. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, there was one in the chamber. And <laughs> I, I checked it. I cleared it. I thought it was fine. And I was wrong. But yeah. I have maybe done this a thousand times. But I was wrong three times. Right. And these were just airsoft guns. So it's like a little hole in the wall that I can fix. But <laughs> if this was a real gun, it would be a much bigger problem. So exactly, it's you need to uh really really build those habits in that you even starting with airsoft and then mastering airsoft and then going to real firearms like as a step like you you get this whole
0: appreciation of yeah they uh they shoot stuff (laughs) i mean it's 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 a very real thing and and like unfortunately you know you see a lot of things going on in the news right now in, in america um and you know what what we do hope is like while we're here while our team is here and, and we're in this space that we make use of our platform to create like a uh, a again like this healthy relationship kind of like i want to compare it to mma right because with yeah. mma yeah like you you do learn how to fight and grapple and and everything but if you know this like some of the 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 most Talented fighters are also the nicest people because they understand that you either use it as a sport or you use it for defense, but you're never using it to attack, right? And let you drink. Oh yeah, (laughs) and hopefully, (laughs) and hopefully, you know, there's not too much of that, right? Yeah, (laughs) uh, but you know, the the key thing is, well, if if that relationship is developed early, then I think. You have a more responsible future gun owner in the world, um, and so you know that's one of our goals to is to have that, and also for experience wise, we want to make sure that the experience of an airsofter is more than just you know having to show up on a field and 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 doing the same thing every time. Like we want to yeah. allow Absolute you guys- like every game. yeah exactly every single game like we want to make sure that maybe we're influencing different game modes maybe we're bringing game modes to your city that you could look forward to um i think these are all things are extremely important um creating exposure the right way introducing airsoft the right way to new people um we have like very talented um content creators that do a really good job um one person i always bring up is demo because he actually yeah he's doing a great job connecting gaming with airsoft and then just allowing people to discover airsoft in a different way you know like unfortunately when i when i first joined the company and i was trying to find more about airsoft I, i i was just looking at all these like toxic videos you know of like you yeah, know bad things happening on the Definitely the
1: first thing you see on YouTube is the toxic cheetah videos.
0: Exactly yeah and and it was just I hated how it was so tough for me to get into Airsoft because you know it's it's something that so many people love and I didn't feel like it needed to be that difficult for someone to get interested but it was and that's something that I've I've been on the mission to to improve and i i want to say that we have in a sense where there's more different types of entry-level content for you to be introduced to
1: yeah as like a counterpoint to that as someone who's played for a, a long time and has like made like cheetah videos like <laughs> basically i i have the rule that yes i agree 100 percent cheetah videos are destroying the sport uh but the the reason people make it is also to protect the sport it's to, to shame the cheaters. It's to show that that behavior is not tolerated. And it's really just to vent frustration because when you have cheaters at a game, they're just stealing your money. That's what it is. You you get ready for the game. You travel out there. You put on all your gear and stuff. You're ready to have a great game. And then you have just people absolutely ruin it. So you yes. do this just to vent your frustrations because you, you can be angry for a whole week after just like a bad airsoft game with a ton of cheaters. So you know, you make the video as a little bit of revenge, but really, you're doing it because you're just really angry at these players, and you don't
0: want this uh, behavior to be tolerated.
1: But I, then, I definitely
0: uh, think for someone like you, you should make those videos. Like, it, I think it's it's not it's not bad content, all right. It's right. just I I think it can't be the only content that's very searchable.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, like that, that's that's my rule. So I say like. Look, you're allowed to make the cheetah video, yeah. but you you can make it 1 per 100. So I've got like 300 videos on YouTube, so I'm allowed yeah. to make 3 cheetah videos. Absolutely. For so every then, 100 videos you upload, you can do one cheetah video. Yeah. And I'm fine
0: with that. And and it, honestly, it's sometimes it's entertaining to watch. I'm not going to lie. It's yeah. Sometimes on TikTok you you see certain clips that you shouldn't enjoy but but extre- it's extremely entertaining and and i think those Man, i love watching a headshot <laughs> where you you see the guy get shot right in the
1: face like boom and he like gets hit oh, back or you see the bb like dug into the guy's cheek and he digs it out with a knife <laughs> you're like it's fantastic wear a lower face mask
0: that's part of i think that's part of the fun of airsoft so
1: i'm, yeah, I'm in no way
0: you people of making that type of content you know my the biggest point is, I think more content needs to exist, you know. And like, yeah. it'd be great if like you know, there's there's and, and I think people are figuring it out. Like, I, I see a good amount of different new ideas. Like, um, there's a guy TS Blur that's doing and swap site. I know TS Blur. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're doing the you know like, hey, you want to choose this box or you want to get this gun, you know? Like, it, it's like it's like immediate, entertaining content that that kind of satisfies your dopamine hit you know um, yeah, it's so really a good I, I like a digestible
1: like 20 second content or less like they're really good reels
0: yeah yeah the reels are really they're helping some of the creators grow pretty fast um like one of my guys from fight night valiant um, shout out to eddie like he he grew very fast off doing the short form content um oh valiant is, yeah yeah, i know him he's got some re-
1: really good kill streaks.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and make sure you check him out on Fight Night. He's got some great highlights on Fight Night, season two as well. He's one of the captains. Um, nice. but yeah, it's just it's a I think I think where we should all be looking to not only add to what's entertaining on in Airsoft, but also add more new ideas. And, and that's what I really love about what's going on now is I feel like I'm starting to see a lot more ideas.
1: Yeah, well, we have like the, the technology to make it happen. We have better airsoft replicas. We have um, cameras that are uh, cheaper. We have editing software that's easier. We've got AI. We've got this great ecosystem at the moment to make something that's never been done before. So
0: it's exciting. Absolutely. And and I think there's even more coming again, like we we talked a bit about AR, you know, and I think once AR is a thing and, and a lot more people are adapting Airsoft with AR, that content is going to be real time because you could definitely record what you see through AR and you could record how your movements and, and how where you're shooting at. So there's going to be more substance to it. And I think it's just, it takes the person to have the courage to, to be the first one to do it. And I, I'm really hoping that we have a lot of these types of people um, come out and and, and kind of help us grow the industry based on some of these ideas. Yeah, that would be dope. Like, the more airsoft, the better. I'm 100% for this. Yeah. um, I think, you know, one other thing that could really help is now a lot of different people from outside of the industry are starting to come in. You know, a lot of trainers, a lot of people who, um, a lot of different brands who like have never really collaborated with Airsoft before are now looking our way. So, you know, one thing to really look forward to is, well, how can (laughs) some of these companies collaborate with Airsoft? You know, I think that's going to be very exciting. There's a lot of Airsoft popping out at different malls in the U.S. I'm not sure around the globe, but in the U.S., I I know for sure there's at least 40 locations of just shooting ra- airsoft shooting rangers at the mall. I've even seen uh airsoft arcade game. Come yeah, out. I love that game. We we have that it's, in Shinju. Okay, it's, yeah, and it's actually you bring really, your own gun to it. It's so much fun. Yeah, so you know, there there's a lot of expansion coming out and and I'm just I wonder, you know, what's going to turn out from all of that. And and again, I think it 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 takes that person to be brave enough to come out, see what's going on, and make the content that will drive more people to this this hobby or sport. Definitely, man. Nice. All right, let's finish with some uh, hot takes. Okay, man, what is your controversial airsoft opinion? Honestly, I really, really hate when people cannot stand airsoft being a sport. And I, I know, like, there, there's so many people that, that want to say, you know... People take it too seriously. It, it doesn't make sense as a sport. But I think, for example, Speed QB and Fight Night and CSL Airsoft, what we've done, you are an athlete when you play that. You are competing. Uh, Stuart, I don't know if you agree with this, but, like, I don't understand why people have to think that it has to be just a hobby. It doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, Tom, what is the best gun under $300? The best gun under $300, uh, the KWA ko eve <laughs> no bias there. It's just it's a fact what's the best way to deal with cheaters in airsoft the best way to deal with cheaters in airsoft is to give them what they deserve you know so if you have to up a fully automatic headshot that's what it is you know so <laughs> that's what they deserve <laughs> are upgrades necessary or are stock guns fine i think it depends on the type of player you are. If you are a competitor, I think you should be able to just run any gun, and be skilled, you know, with whatever you run. But I think because of us being an in airsoft industry, I think upgrades are just too fun to not do. Okay, what about plate carriers? Are uh, plate carriers overrated? Plate carriers for airsoft, yes, it's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> all
1: right tom thank you uh, very much for uh coming on the show today so for the last part let's do a, a quick sign off uh think about you know friends uh teammates sponsors anyone you
0: like the uh the mic is yours thank you well Stuart. um first of all shout out to you for doing this hosting me um again it's an honor to be on here anytime i get a chance to talk to you and then kind of talk to the fans and listeners. Um, I, I'm really appreciative for those opportunities. Um, big shout out to my entire team, to our sponsors and partners. Uh, without you guys, you know, none of none of this is possible. We can't do anything fun. Um, I think it takes a good team and a good environment to accomplish big things, and that's what we have. So I really appreciate that. And most of all, shout out to everyone that constantly supports being on the KTB Army and and just sends us pictures and and videos all the time. Constantly engages with us on social media. Um, Our Fight Night fans, Tactical League attendees, uh, everyone in the KTB world really appreciate you guys. Uh, If you guys haven't already, follow KTB on YouTube, KTB Insider, um, KTB underscore Airsoft on Instagram. And yeah, and Most of all, just have fun. Nice. Well, man, hopefully I'll be able to uh, see you on the field one day and um, shoot you. And we're going to talk more about Tackle League, all right? So stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Bye. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Hefe's Airsoft
1: Solutions. Use code DEFRO10 at checkout.